Today on Penny Dreadful, we talk about blood, mirrors, and hypnosis. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, Dreadfuls. Welcome back to the Demimond. We are here talking about Penny Dreadful After Show on After Buzz TV. We are talking about Season 3, Episode 3, Good and Evil Braided Bee. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at TV, And you can follow my beautiful co-host. Hi, I'm Angela Strzok. And you can find me on Twitter at TheAngelaStruck and on Instagram at AngelaStruck. Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Renee Ariel. Excellent. Uh, so, good and evil braided bee. Uh, I think we got like some good information in this. So much. Yeah, a lot of good I'm things sure. happened. Um, quick thoughts, Angela. Let's start with you. Oh, I love how this show just always right when you think you're getting an understanding <laughs> of where everything is. There's another twist that comes in there. Um, so much to talk about. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just, oh gosh, I love what they do with this show. I'm so excited that it's going in so many different directions with the characters, and I'm just excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your voice. Maybe plug in your mic a little bit. <laughs> oh. We're having some technical difficulties, oh. but oh no! In in uh, I I really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> um, I I I think we got some fun moments with a lot you know, with Alexander. You know, sweet. There we go. Uh-huh. Audio. We are good yes. to go. <laughs> We're good. Um, sorry about that technology. It happens. Um, yeah, with audio and... Oh, and we have... Wow. <laughs> there we go. Lots of stuff happening. Scoot, scoot. <laughs> Lots of things are happening. Here we go. Oh, okay. Okay. Stay tuned, you guys. Hold on. Switch We're switching. Okay. Sorry, yes. everybody. Hello. <laughs> Where are the headphones? Oh, no. Okay, hold on. <laughs> we'll be back in one moment. <laughs> interesting start to the show, that's for sure. throw a twist in there. Yeah. You know, we're just, just trying like to right switching you got us understood. It's we're, we're, like we're keeping just, you on your toes. Yeah, making sure you guys are all paying attention. Are you paying attention? <laughs> yes, there we go. Joel, good and even brave to be, what were your quick thoughts of this episode? Uh, quick thoughts. Uh, wow on that ending. And um, I didn't I didn't know that uh, uh, we had been hospitalized before and that whole journey was really intense and interesting and I'm very interested to learn more. Yes, agreed. So, you know, let's start with John Clare. We see him, he's going back to his area where he, you know, um, used to live. Yeah. yeah. He goes back to his original apartment because his memories, we, we see more new memories. more, Or maybe it's like the extension of the same memory we saw last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't really get too much new information from the memory, but he's definitely, I guess, getting more, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, he seems like the more he kind of gets in the environment that he was familiar with, he's piecing things together. And then, of course, we see him with his sick, you know, peering in at his sick child and wife. And my heart just broke for him. That was really hard to watch. Um, that's like the worst case scenario. So I, I felt for him there. Well, at least we know that his son and his wife are still alive. Yay. Yeah. Because he never gets anything for nice. now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, and it also, I guess, pushed him to do things that were, you know, whatever by whatever means necessary. He's robbing the guy on the street and he's threatening the uh, <laughs> landlord in the apartment there. That, that guy was poor no landlord. Help. No, yeah. he was not. No. <laughs> he was no. like, I don't know. Why would I know? And John's like, I need to find my family. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of nice to see John with some strength again, though. It's been such a long, challenging road for him. And out of every roadblock he's had is beating him down a little bit. It's nice to see him have something that he can, he can where he can actually help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was good to see the son alive, even though he's not in the best health right now he's coughing up blood so mm-hmm. it makes me think he probably has tuberculosis which is probably one of the main cases that's the most contagious thing yeah, back right. then in that area at that time For so sure. yeah but having that you know having consumption your life expectancy isn't long and he's already a child so it makes me wonder how long ago did John Claire die? That's what I was wondering too, uh, because we see with Lily when uh, she came back, she looks fairly normal. But then mm-hmm. again, uh, Frankenstein is, I guess, getting better with um, that whole bringing the dead back His to creatures. life. Creatures, yeah. but uh, John Claire, I mean, he does look a little freaky and very dead. So you wonder how long he was dead until he was mm-hmm. brought to life again. I, I feel like he that. might have died at sea. Like, he's very, he looks water damaged. <laughs> that's, like, the best way I to describe it. Like, that's super pale. We know that uh, Victor dug him up. Like, we see that in season one. So maybe. Like, he died from drowning or something? Yeah, yeah. Or Shipwrecked. on a boat. Maybe it was. Yeah. It definitely could be a suspicious death, too. Yeah, because yeah. he, he does look like, visibly different compared to, you know, Proteus. And Lily, as we know, like those two had their natural bodies, and John Claire it was pieces from a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it just because we know Penny Duffel, if you actually binge this show, if you think about it, the timeline's really not that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've only probably covered maybe a year, year and a half from right. season one to now. And when we were first introduced to John Claire, it's been believed that he's been around for like a good probably a few months before. Victor even moved on to Proteus. Yeah. So it just makes me wonder how long has John Clare been dead and how long has exactly. he left his family? I, for some sense. reason, felt like three years. I don't know. I, I felt <laughs> like it would have been like several years um, just because if we're taking into account his whole timeline with Frankenstein and then the picture, you know, the footage that they were showing of him with his son, it looked to me like the son had gotten a little bit older, but like a little more frail, obviously. So. Yeah. I thought maybe it had been several years or something. Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, sweet that he does, he's looking over, literally, mm. his <laughs> his family. Mm-hmm. And, and voyeuristic, kind of not a creepy, but peeping Tom way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that a little bit creepy. It makes me wonder, though, what is going to make him actually, because he's going to confront them. We know he's going to, because his son is dying. He's he's going to want to like take advantage that now he 
knows his family and he has these memories eventually. Mm-hmm. It feels like a monster in the attic potential story. Well, like with the boy always, you know, lying down looking up and the ceiling is vi- lots of holes in viewing <laughs> stations. It reminded me too of the theater. I mean, he used yeah. to hide yeah. in the wings in the theater and, and up in the rafters and peer yeah. down at the actors. So I felt it was the same, you know, space he was very comfortable in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do like that parallelism as well. I think it was very sweet that he left that pocket watch mm. yeah. and the map. It, it kind of is like his little gift to them, showing that he is he does care about them. Yeah. So well, hopefully we'll see more interaction between this family. I hope so. I hope he, yeah. he ventures in there and And I hope they're accepting of him, too. Yeah, it'll That's be interesting to see. It'd be really scary if his son did see him up in the rafters because... <gasps> I mean, jump scare. <laughs> he could be a very scary sight in the middle of the night Just up a in little. your room. Yeah, like, you know, what are you doing down there? Yeah. from a hole in your ceiling? Especially yeah. a father I mean, you thought you buried. Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. Dog, your dead like, father is staring at you. Literally looking hey, over. Hey, son, how you doing? <laughs> this is it. I'm dying right now. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So, uh, if, so that's that was pretty much John Clare. Unless there's anything else. No, I was kind of glad that he looked happy for Lily. Well, like, he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was my order. They want to like skip off. ahead. Like, I, w- I was gonna yeah. like circle around. Well, I mean, but no, yeah, we'll get back. <laughs> the, yeah. the elephant in the room, like John Claire, is the orderly. What? That was crazy. And Vanessa. I guess the point was too. They had a connection. Vanessa always kind of mm. felt comfortable with him. Yeah, she, you know, bringing him food. I guess when mm-hmm. he was down and out um, in the alleyways or wherever, it comes full circle with yeah. them. Yeah. Also, in explanation, like even those two are now tied together. Because, I mean, we, we saw, uh, you know, Vanessa and John Claire, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. they That's had right. history exactly. before right. we even knew it. Right. Yeah. I think that was very smart. Really cool. Yeah. I think it shows that there's a bigger picture, right? That there's somebody connecting all these yeah. dots. Mm-hmm. That it's not just random Frankenstein found John Claire's body and that there's somebody, a master, potentially overseeing everything and... Because pl- uh, Penny Dreadful knows how to plan things yeah. for this oh, show, yeah. and they do a great job doing that. Yeah, I love it. Um, I know we were all though, ho- like thinking it was like it's gonna be Dracula, <laughs> it's gonna be Doctor Sweet when he came in the door. I was shocked in that moment. Well, I don't think that John Clare though is the master character. Oh, no, I think no, that no, we're no. still gonna see that you know. So maybe this would like happen over time. Like yeah, I think she's gonna see going tidbits. Yeah. Were you shocked, Joel? Um, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely did not see that coming. Um, I, how did, I just, who is John Clare and to whom? Like, there's so many different roles that he's played throughout the storyline, and he's kind of the guy that gets pushed around the most. I'm really, because it doesn't make sense to me that uh, Dracula's minion would out Dracula to her so quickly in a way that could find, so I mm. feel like there's another mm. master. Or and there are multiple people that work for yeah. Master slash Dracula. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, but we got to remember, this is like an old past history moment with Vanessa. What is John Clare's real name at this point in his right. life? Yeah. I know. Well, right. That's what because I'm thinking. Because he was a fisherman yeah. in his and life that life we were know, yeah. with. He's gone yeah. through several names, Caliban, now John Clare. We yeah. had the monster beforehand. It's just like, so what is his real... What's your name, John Clare? Human yeah. name. <laughs> Tell me your name. Maybe we'll figure that out. Because they just call him the orderly. It's like, no, he, he was a human first. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I, th- I I thought that was a very smart twist at the really end. Really good. Oh, so yeah. smart. And because we talked about episode two where, you know, 
the reveal of Dr. Sweet as Dracula might be a little too soon, but I think also the reveal of the orderly, it was kind of smart that they, they're still like playing that, that out. There's a lot going to happen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Ketane. Ketane played a big, bigger role with Ethan and Malcolm. Yeah, yeah every time those two together. I trust him less. I did not. That's so no, funny. not okay. Ketane. Oh, oh. Why is that? Wait, I just why do you I not don't trust, him? trust. Okay, I don't trust anything he says. I don't like that. Oh gosh, I wrote down what he said to um, uh, Sir Malcolm. He's like Ethan trusts you with his life. I don't like that. I think that's. Uh, to take advantage of Ethan when he sees them. I think he's bringing Sir Malcolm to kind of be um, a little chess player in his game. Like, I don't I don't know. I get, like, I a bad feeling about him. I don't have any bad feelings. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't either. Yeah. Especially because Ethan calls him father. He's, like, my Apache father. And there's definitely some kind of underlying, like, blood current between the two of them. Like, <laughs> it's bad. And I, I hope we get to the heart of their relationship soon and why there's so much animosity. But... I, I definitely feel like he has his best interest. He's like, we're going to find and save him, and if we can't, then we have to get rid of that evil, which I think is probably what Ethan would want the most. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I felt that way, too, and I thought that, you know, the fact that Sir Malcolm was sticking up for him in the train, and they're obviously forming this real bond, um, but I feel that uh, he, Sir Malcolm realized that Katne obviously is clued in to the same situation that they found when yeah, with everything that happened last season, mm-hmm. that the wolf of God and that Ethan really is the key to everything. So I I I think he's right in line. I think he's gonna be helpful to the overall mission. Yeah. Of oh, good <laughs> versus not evil. Convinced at all. No, I don't like him. I don't trust that guy. That's funny. Fair enough. I mean yeah. it's good to have your reservations. I I think we should be very cautious of Captain A because yeah. I yeah, think sure. he's Watch just a character back. we don't know yet fully. He's a mystery, and of course, like I, I'm, I usually on my other shows too. I'm like, he's a shady guy. I don't trust him. So, like, I don't trust Katana either. Yeah, in fullness. Yeah. Um, but good point on your part, Angela. The whole um, Wolf of God. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that one. But what did you think of that quick vision that we saw at the very beginning with Ethan? There was a quick shot with Katane's face was all bloody. What do you think oh, that yeah. represents? I think that's referring back because they talked about like the slaughter of Blood on his, his family and all, of that. and all of that. I think that's just more visual representation of like both these guys have a lot of blood on their hands. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we, we know that Ethan and Hecate went through Cascabel. And they're killing people. He's on a rampage. And we also see Hecate like to slice those yeah, she's poor... She's crazy. I like Hecate more family. and more every episode, which is so weird to <laughs> say, but I, she's a terrible not-person witch. Like, she's just awful, but... She's merciless and heartless. Yeah, yeah. but oh, I'm yeah. seeing her... But unapologetic about it. Exactly. Yeah, she's like, she's I'm not going to apologize. And I like that now, like, I get it now. Like, she is aligning herself with the guy that she thinks could possibly rule. Her whole line about, like... There will be bodies, like corpses, when you can walk on corpses across this continent and never touch the ground. I was like, this girl came to slay. Like, yeah. I was so excited to see what she's capable of, like her full mm. range of powers. Yeah, she's definitely a force. And um, I, I agree. I, I understood where she was coming from, what she was doing there, because I wasn't completely sure. I mean, I remember now the Wolf of God and all of that, that he is the key. But um, yeah, that was a good scene. And I, I, she, 
she's definitely influencing him. As strong as he is, I feel like he's getting drawn in by her. Influencing um, what way? I just feel like she is luring him in. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, and he, she is kind of like talking to him, saying, you do want somebody by your side. I know this about you and these kinds of things. And I think he knows that, or at least he thinks that Vanessa is a thing of his past, and he can't be with her, so... Uh, I think she's drawing him in. I think that uh, Sir Malcolm and Catenay have to hurry it up. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's had to hold in his power for so long yeah. and be good and, like, stay on the straight and narrow that I think somebody appealing to that darker, like, more animal mm. side of him might be intriguing, especially as they wander out into the desert nonstop. They might, they might form some kind of partnership. Yeah. It's a beautiful desert. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very dry, and they're they're spending a lot of time out there, but that's a gorgeous scenery. Yeah. Just looking at that. I was like, I, you know, I wouldn't mind taking a stroll through the desert for a day <laughs> or so. <laughs> Just through. enjoy the world that we live in. Um, completely digress. But uh, what we do find out that Hecate is following Ethan for a reason, mm. and the whole wolf of God, like you mentioned, Angela. But there's a reason for that they, she says, like, needed for something. So what do you think that something is? That Hecate needs That Hecate Ethan. needs Ethan cuz Ethan plays a big key role in something. Do you think it's to stop Dracula and that whole story bring it back to London cuz he's sticking around for something. It's interesting to me the whole wolf of god aspect because if he's the wolf of god then isn't he in service of god? Does she need to sacrifice him? I, that's what I was just going to say is I feel like maybe either she needs to turn him or I feel like he keeps things level, like he's the good, and if he goes the opposite way, then everything's going to turn. Yeah, yeah so I feel like maybe she's trying to turn him or kill him, sacrifice him, something like that. But it seems like she wants to work with him, so I feel and and yeah. rule the darkness together. So, <laughs> well, I think I mean she was saying how she wanted to liberate him. I think she does just want him to be like a werewolf all the time. No more Ethan, just werewolf because he's heartless when he's a werewolf, and yeah. he would kill people and not care. Also, like yeah. she does, does not care at all. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what she wants to happen but again how do you go about doing that maybe she I mean she has to have a plan to go about doing that but that's what I would think yeah she'd be trying to do we did have a lot of mentions of like building of armies in this episode and he's kind of a one man army like maybe this is her start her one soldier yeah one woman army yeah <laughs> which I'm for she's awesome <laughs> um yeah I I was just wondering like okay she's following him around for a bigger purpose just I just want to know what that purpose is. I know. Um, we'll we'll eventually see it. But Sir Malcolm, he's also there, following you know Catine, um to to find Ethan. But what do you think of Sir Malcolm telling off that train passenger? Oh, I loved that. Mm. So good. I thought that was such a great scene. So good. Though I don't like Catine, I loved that scene. I love that he stuck up for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it just shows that Sir Malcolm, no matter, like, where he is, he now has, like, a newfound respect for anyone he works with. Yes. hmm I can't remember the guy that we all Sam loved. So, yeah, I had a, a flashback to that and, like, his respect and admiration for him. Um, I felt like it was the same kind of connection there a little bit. Yeah. I like that Sir Malcolm has the ability to take down a person without physically threatening them. Yeah. <laughs> that, was really that guy yeah. backed down. He was like, I don't I don't want this fight. Yeah. He walked away now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very just like, Clint Eastwood. Yes. <laughs> I agree. It felt like a Western. Yeah. On a train. Like, yeah. Don't mess with me. 
Yeah, I take you down with my words. And it just shows, like, the intelligence of Sir Malcolm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By completely reading that guy's like, now you, you have a worse ending because you're yeah. going to raise your children wrong as well. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's a winning argument. Um, but, I mean, they're still on this trip to go find Ethan. I just... it. It's been like three episodes already, and they they still haven't met up yet. They're getting close though. They are they're getting right close. on their tails. Yeah. Um, so, so I think maybe next episode they might I think finally they connect. Yeah, I would yeah. say next episode. The Cross question cast. will be who will beat that. You know, will Rusk that get there first? Right. Or, yeah. I mean, with we Hecate see, there, I don't know, guys. Yeah, yeah. We see, I you know I really don't see Rusk and Ostow as a threat. <laughs> I, know. I know they're just what like they just let's go yeah. to you guys. Know, right? Like good luck. I we're, like, we're getting there. But like they should just be like Rusk. You need to let it go. Yeah, <laughs> it's go, a very strange storyline. But in fairness, they were actually closer to Hecate and Ethan yeah. than Sir Malcolm was. Yeah, because they yeah. were in shooting, literally in shooting range. Right. Yeah. I like that Rusk didn't have a gun. <laughs> like in Scotland Yard, we don't carry guns. Yeah. Not gonna do well in the West. Like, yeah. You're not in America. Like you're not in London anymore. Come on. Yeah. Um, but hopefully next episode they'll finally cross paths. All right. Let's get to Jekyll. Doctor Jekyll oh, and boy. Victor. So everybody too online was commenting oh, about yeah. the sexual com- or sexual tension between do you Frank see this? And, and do you agree I with do, everyone's I, comments? I had noticed it. And then when everybody said I, I, I felt more confident in that. I, I had definitely seen it, and I do think that it's more from Jekyll than from Victor. Oh, yeah. Um, that whole protector syndrome of, like, we went to the same boarding school and nobody liked me, but you liked yeah. me, and you're very smart. <laughs> and I want to take care of you now, and, mm-hmm. you know. I can help you in your time of need, and then you'll see There's me. something going on there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Get them when they're vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Renee, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I guess I didn't pay enough... Okay, this episode... I wanted to see more of it, but I didn't notice it, I guess, in the last episode, so I think it's something I'd have to pay attention to. Um, but I am, I mean, I, I do kind of get the, where that would come from, but I guess I just didn't pay attention enough to that yeah. relationship. Okay. There's some subtleties. Yeah, I mean, I can see frustration, like friends and whatnot, that like there might have been a romance then or like some kind of c- connection and feeling betrayed because they left each other in that mm. way. Maybe. Um, but we, we do see, because last episode they treated that patient, mm-hmm. and uh, we see the the when it wears off. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not wearing off, but Victor has the brilliant idea. But if we combine our science, <laughs> we'll be awesome, create a choir, you know, um, preaching pretty much that, like, they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, nothing can go wrong. Yeah. yeah. But the, the everlasting effect of making the state of being lucid actually mm. permanent. Right. Do you think this will eventually work? No. 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 I mean just based off Jekyll and Hyde's storyline, I think that's gotta be where the meltdown happens. And oh, again, yeah. nothing good ever happens for Victor. So I just don't <laughs> see it ending well nope. for him. Especially because uh he's already started his downward spiral, like that total outburst, which felt a little on the nose for me, which is kind of rare for this show, but I I don't know. I want him to earn that rage. You're talking about Jekyll? Yeah. 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 Jekyll's I moment. loved, though, that like- Victor didn't even blink at him. When he, like, <laughs> freaked out, he was just like, 
like get it together moving on like I, I feel like he's seen that side of him so much before and um you know I, I thought that was great but I also really loved when he says which is the real man the beast or the angel yeah so who is you know the person if is the real yeah. person the monster but I yeah I like that also because it still goes along with the theme of duality mm-hmm. of, yeah. the, of good and evil braided be that it goes hand in hand yeah so you can't get one without the other yeah but like you were saying Joel, the whole little mini tantrum <laughs> that jekyll had like yeah. i i get i understand as an audience member like where he's coming from where the rage is coming from like he has a temper this was just like him angry let's i, I don't want to say i'm pissed yeah know? um it it was just a little bit of foreshadowing what yeah. we've seen. Just future. easing us into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I think tease. his rage is going to, you know, be tenfold what we saw tonight. And I think also he's frustrated because Frankenstein's coming in and critiquing his work that he's been laboring over. Rather for, flippantly as yeah, well. Like, exactly. no, you couldn't figure it out, yeah. but I'm going to do it. Just, sir, you're in my lab. Like, yeah. I came to you. <laughs> exactly. So a little so respect. I think he was, and I think it's something that he personally struggles with himself, of mm. course, dealing with his two, you know, his duality. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it was interesting what he was saying during his frustration, though. The, you know, the lust, avarice, and a- ambition. Like, there he has are. he has yeah. a very patronizing mentality towards other people. Yeah. And that's where wherein lies his frustration and what drives him and motivates him for science. Mm-hmm. Like, condescending in a way. Mm. Yeah. Slash cocky. Yeah, slash not really caring about human life. Like yeah. he, he doesn't seem to have a lot of respect for his patient at all, which I find, I think he's going to become more and more disturbing the lengths he's willing to go to achieve his goal with these people that he sees mm. as just disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think his character also starts for perfection, too, because mm. he's also, oh, yeah. he also says the line, like, all the ugly things. Like, he, he right. doesn't like things that aren't the way that they should be, and he wants to make them better. Right. And I feel like he doesn't feel like he can have those aspects to his own personality. He was saying that he's had to bury the lust and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, those kind of more negative traits. Yeah. Angry. Only bury them for so long. Yeah. Yes. It's it's currently right now it's a temporary thing. Yeah. But hopefully they're they're gonna try to make it permanent. Will it work? Who knows? Probably not. But yeah, I think it, whatever they try to do to um, Make it work will definitely make it worse. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. The choir of angels. I love that. Choir. Like you know, it's not gonna be a choir yeah. of angels. <laughs> it's gonna be a choir of demons more yeah. so. Um, one in particular though, who? So uh, I think they were talking about Lily at this yeah, moment. Yeah, one in particular. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking, oh, Lily. Speaking love- of Lily, yeah. <laughs> let's get to Lily oh and Dorian and Justine. I think her whole segment was my favorite tonight. I loved yeah. um, talking about like their new form of feminism. Mm-hmm. You know, she's wanting to find the mastery where they're talking about the traditional historic way that women went about it with suffrage. The women's suffrage literally happening right next to them. Yeah, it was that. amazing um, juxtapositioning mm-hmm. and. Um, then, you know, she's talking about how she's going to form her army to go and accomplish her mission and go about it in a completely different way. And I thought that was really yes. a great scene. Rise up equality mm-hmm. and the rights. Mastery, quote, yeah. Mastery, unquote. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we see that she has good intentions. She she wants I mean, to do good she? for women. I mean, in a way, she does what she stands for. She, I mean, she doesn't want 
men to be abusing women. Like that girl, what was her name? Justine. 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 Like the girl Justine. And she's trying to find all of the other women that were in Justine's position. I mean, who knows what she's going to do when she gets the army. That hasn't really been talked about. But she wants power. However, again, her intentions, I mean, are nice. I don't know. I feel like (laughs) Lily's speech was way too exactly what Justine needed to hear. Yeah. To be of, like, she's, like, she set up um, her and um, Dorian as gods mm-hmm. for this girl. Like, this girl's <laughs> were doing, this girl's really young, I mean. I'd say idols. I mean, they yeah, use the that. word, don't they use the word gods at one point, though? Well, they said, said like, if, you, it, um, the if you do this, you, oh, hold on, I have it in my notes, and never turn back and God will turn his back. If you if you go about yeah, yeah. all right, because we do see this initiation process more so of Justine the craziest initiation ever. But then oh when they God. were lying there in the blood, they said <laughs> you're kind of our disciple, which seems like a religious connotation. I think that's what you're talking yeah. about. There's a lot yeah. of religious undertones to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I mean, uh, I definitely think there's another side to this coin. I don't think it's just as straightforward as like. You know, it's not black and white. But I feel like this is a trope you get to see a lot uh, in like um, regal kinds of films and things where you like the king or queen does have that one like just ride or die person who's like, whatever happens, I'm here to protect you and honor like your movement. So I think just like Lady Macbeth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I feel like Justine's a really good person to put in that position. Like she clearly is willing to kill, seduce, like, do whatever she needs to do to protect these people who really are kind of her saviors, mm-hmm. in a way. Like, like literally her saviors. Yeah, like, she's the only kind that she's ever known. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the line when she said, uh, um, I've never met a man who didn't want to fuck me or hit me. Like, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I know. When she was talking about what that guy that she then killed mm. did to oh her, just no. sitting there, that was a hard... I mean, I, I think I would kill that guy, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you make up a knife? Uh, it was terrible the way he went about it, but it kind of went full circle with him, too, considering, like, he was going to sell off Justine by being tortured and killed for entertainment, and yet he was tortured and killed for Dorian and Lily's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he got I, think I would argue easy. it wasn't entertainment. Yeah, no. It wasn't sexual perversion. It they wasn't. were arguing that it's towards their mission. and But it was ironic, the way yeah. he died. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think tied to the chair naked. Definitely karma. It was very similar to yes. her position. They're definitely trying to, you know, bring karma into this. Like, you get what you did. But the thing is, um, it's kind of like two wrongs don't make a right. So that's, that's the yeah. bad part of this. However, yeah. they are targeting these bad people. Like, yeah. the, he's a bad person. Does yeah. he deserve to be mutilated? I In mean, that sense, no. Uh, probably not. No. But, again, and I'm not saying, like, I don't think it's right what Lily's doing, per se. However, it's nice to see that she has emotions, you know? Yeah. I don't think, but I don't think Dorian does. I don't. I think Dorian's a sociopath. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For well, sure. I think they're all a little They're They're insane. all loose in the heads right now. Yeah. <laughs> But but they're all like sociopaths on different ways, like different levels. Mm-hmm. Maybe different not sociopaths. levels, but like they have different meanings and why they are the way yeah. that they are. I just love that scene with the blood orgy oh because my God. all I kept thinking is <laughs> the blood. What, okay, because they showed them having their whole sex sexcapades, and then they showed them like hours later just hanging out talking. I just felt chilling. like, and I was like, wouldn't that be very sticky? Like, you know, like, I know, real dry and shower. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can't we imagine kind of filming that. Day. Oh my gosh, I know how long that probably took. The yeah. makeup artist yeah. probably was well. like, this is my time to shine, though. Like, the makeup artist <laughs> yeah. is like, I get to I do this. what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill it. And yeah. she did. It was really great. can't imagine just like, just roll around in the blood. Dye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roll around in blood and get paid for it. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> um, it, visually, it, it actually looked pretty stunning. Oh, it looks no, so the cinematography. Cool. I'm just the way Penny Dreadful like films crazy things as blood orgies like this or blood threesomes. It's still pretty cool to look no, at. No, that cinematography oh, yeah. was amazing, and the way their body movements it was incredible. And the editing, yeah. it was beautiful. It looks like a, a real piece of art because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, it, it was beautiful art <laughs> that happened. Um, yeah. I put it in my notes. Yep, it's Penny Dreadful. I think we can definitely <laughs> say it's safe that uh, Lily is crazy when she says Liberty is a bitch that must be bedded on a mattress of corpses. Of I was like, good lord! Wow. But I was like, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It's a very twisted way she thinks. Very twisted logic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But, but like we, you can actually kind of agree with that. Yeah. But it's wrong. Exactly. The but that's what's fun yeah. about rooting for the anti-hero, though. You're like, it's bad, but I love it. But yeah. exactly. yeah. it's so good. I want to see where you go with this. Yeah, movie. exactly. Keep doing you, girl. You were gonna say something. Uh, no, go ahead. You, you we kind of covered oh. it. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I, I think it's interesting. So they bring up the whole army building, but the people that they're actually trying to recruit are all the the whores and fallen women, the shunned and hated invisible women who moved unseen. But our yep. soldiers in power. That's what they're looking for. They're gonna find them. The the the, the, the oppressed women. It's a nice <laughs> thought. It's it's the oppressed women. Yeah. I do uh, want to see an army of oppressed women rise up and just attack the patriarchy. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I'm really no, that's about great. About it. Mm. I'm so. I mean, there would be evil army. connotations behind it, but <laughs> it's still gonna be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it'll be interesting to see how many more people they'll actually recruit. Mm-hmm. They, it, Justine's, like, definitely sold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she she, she was in it, psycho. and it looked like she actually enjoyed it. Oh, she was in it. I can't imagine how many more women that they're going to find. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the initiation They just start having orgies of, like, 100 people. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that will be a scene. Yeah. Dorian uh, would have field day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but the initiation, I guess, into their army is to kill someone. I assume so. That scene where she killed him, they were taught. She said something along the lines that implied that this was kind of like the the way in. Um, so I I think that maybe they'll keep finding these people, and then they'll have to kill whoever did them wrong each time to get into the army. Yeah, I think it's like justice for all the ones who the wrongdoings. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll bathe in their blood. And well, and they're also the easiest to <laughs> recruit. I mean, when you're that low, when you're that down and given an opportunity to seize power to be the master of your own domain, you're going to leap on that. And if you can piggyback on the suffragette movement and be like, see how they keep getting beaten? Not here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to take that. Yeah. yeah I, I think the thing is, though, about it is I just remembered about how Vanessa, when she had sex with Dorian, connected to the master and the evil. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an evil side to this more than just, oh, you yeah. know, fighting for women. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely, like, some demonic, you know, There are other forces in the works there, yeah. That yeah. plan. Agreed. Agreed. Fun to watch, though. Yeah. It is oh, yeah. very fun to watch. All right, let's get to Vanessa. Mm. Vanessa. The best. And Dr. Sweet. Not so oh, sweet. Oh, my gosh. But his name is Sweet. Um, He's I the love worst. The irony in that. I'm glad they revealed who he was so early, because as much 
more fun as an audience mm-hmm. member to watch oh, yeah. from this perspective of Absolutely. being like, girl, look, yeah. right there in front of your eyes. Oh my gosh, I just die when they have like these adorable sweet moments and then out from the from the <laughs> high comes God, the demon again. God. It's just like, I know. he's so crazy. It's like, get he's a hobby. Like <laughs> get it's, a girlfriend of your own. It's so funny because it's, I love how you bring that up because we see moments of happiness, yeah. like yeah. actual genuine happiness <laughs> for Vanessa. It's like, can she have a moment, please? I know. Like, give her and like the vampires, like, could you be less subtle? I know, <laughs> or like know. more subtle? Yeah, really. All crazy he eyes. Needs some concealer. It's like, and, yeah. and I can't take him seriously with his high hair. I know. <laughs> it's the way he walks for me. Yeah. He kind of walks to the yeah. side. <laughs> Kills me. He's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. You're creepy. Yeah. You're following her. Ooh, but he <laughs> Just got be a little it. bit more subtle, you know? He got it, though. I was glad in the confrontation, though, that that Salinas was gone. Like, when they finally get in the Hall of Mirrors and he confronts her and is like, you're going to meet your master. Like, I felt a lot of that Salinas was gone. And I was like, okay, you potentially pose a threat. And what are you hanging over her? I, I'm just glad that it turned out to be a little, a little more tense than the Salinas. Yeah, he himself didn't pose a threat. I wasn't scared of him. But I liked how he said of Vanessa's like, hey, something's after you. Beware. Because we saw last, you know, two episodes, she's even wondering like, hey, I think the demons are gone. Yeah, no, no girl. Yeah. They're still after you. Yeah. I mean. Was I, anyone surprised by her therapy session and where it started? Yeah, I was going to get into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Again. Um, but yes, because let's, you know, yeah, let's get to um, Joan. I love her. Uh, well, it was actually, you know, Dr. Seward. I keep calling her Joan Clayton because <laughs> she is Joan Clayton. Um, Dr. Seward's uh, test and hypnosis with her. Mm. What do we think of this making Vanessa go back into her deep, dark memories? Well, and I, one thing before we get to that was in the earlier scene that she convinced her that she mm-hmm. does have some supernatural powers, I thought, when she read her. Yeah, so I feel like now she's kind of on board to help her with the hypnosis and help her actually solve these problems she's dealing with. Yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, Doctor Seward was open to like let's try hypnosis. Yeah, exactly. You can do this. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder what this is going to uncover because in one quick session we found out about John Clare, and I wonder what else she's going to remember. Yes, because, you know, also even in the the mirrors when the vampire was like, you've met him before. Mm. Yeah. And we're like, when? And yeah, he, we're like, when? He, he described the white room. And did you, were you all thinking the sanitarium or the asylum that Vanessa was in? Because that was the only white room that I could remember. Yeah, yeah that's all I could remember. Yeah. Because yeah. what else? So eventually yeah. we knew that, I think that was a perfect setup. We knew mm-hmm. that we we're going to have to go back to that. I think it was very intelligent how they brought the audience back to this particular particular memory Mm -hmm. Mm. i like that i like this idea actually more than doing a full episode going back like how they did with that episode i believe it was in season one they did all of vanessa's past um and Mm -hmm. her relationship with mina and all of that and i I like that they did the hypnosis uh idea to to uncover her past rather than uh focus a whole episode just on the past Mm -hmm. rather like this i I really like how they're going about this yes i thought the technical filming aspects to get there too were really nice just her sitting in a chair to being in the Mm -hmm. room to that really tight shot of uh, Seward 
behind her, her in the room. Yeah. 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 yeah, I thought that was a really nice transition to get us there. It felt like going back in time. It was nice. Yeah, yeah I definitely think it was. You know, it, it was smart how they filmed it. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Criminal Minds. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show, but I do have to bring this up because there is a point to this. Criminal Minds. There's a lot of when they do what they call cognitive interviews, which is where they take the victim and actually sit them down, have them close their eyes, and literally go through every single motion what they're feeling in mm. a certain location so they remember every single detail yeah and they film it in that way where they have the the interviewer also in the same room in the same memory or wherever that location is and it was very much the same style of criminal minds how they filmed this how they had dr seward in the room having vanessa like literally say every single object that was in the room let's go to the door what are you feeling yeah what does it look like who's walking in we see the orderly, and it's John Clare. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I, I think it's just both both of those shows are amazing. So yeah. um, Penny Jeff will go watch Criminal Minds if you haven't seen it. <laughs> um, but I, it was very smart and beautifully filmed and executed, mm. with a fun twist at the end of John Clare. So, anything else about this episode? Oh, real quick, actually, let's rewind it even more so, but. Just Dr. Sweet and Vanessa on their date. Mm. I thought this was very... It's so sweet. Fun. And we think he's... Okay, I, I read a lot of the comments and people mm-hmm. were saying maybe they'll fall in love and, and maybe he really is falling for her. But that last scene when he's like, she is mine and, and then yeah, we'll, we'll have, have her. her. No, we'll no, have no. no. Her. There's, yeah. there's no romance there. He, he doesn't... Yeah. No, he wants her... Well, nothing good. I don't know Flesh what he whatever. wants, but he wants yeah. nothing good about Yeah, it. I, I think it's just so on the nose. He, I mean, he's a... My question is, is he really a widower? You know, like, yeah. did he oh. really lose... Oh, like, how much of this I is all wonder. just fabrications mm-hmm. to woo her? Because that's such... I mean, every woman feels for a man who's loved yeah. and lost. And so it's just... I feel like it's all so on the nose that he's just making it all up. And he's just gonna... I agree. You know, annihilate her yeah. if he get, gets the oh, chance. so creepy. And he just... Flips like a switch, you yeah. know. He's all sweet, and then he just gets yeah. so he's dark. He's a man with a plan. Like his <laughs> mission is singular and focused, and he's gonna get what he wants, which is really kind of exciting because we have like three armies building up, and I'm ready for them to. Who's clash. gonna win? And he was pissed about the oh, he demon. So he like broke his coffee cup. Cannibal vampires, guys! Oh my gosh. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew we could have cannibal vampires? I'm very excited. Thank you, Penny Dreadful, because that was an amazing gift. It was that awesome. Was really good. Was that awesome. was so good. I'm like, good. Get rid of that vampire. He is annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, he was really annoying. Bye. <laughs> Won't miss you. Stop creeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because we see at the d- their dinner, yeah. their tea time, and Vanessa actually calls it off. Oh, yeah. But she's kind of implied she's in love with them. Yeah. I mean, she was right on the verge. She said something consider it something, something similar like to love, love or something. Yeah. yeah. Like love. Yeah. And then yeah. we see so, his anger come out just mm-hmm. a She was falling until Creeper got in there and screwed things up <laughs> yeah. for her. I mean, Take that it would as kind a sign of something things up, like I would think. Yeah. You know, in any relationship. <laughs> well, Vanessa seems so many people is following die. you around on all <laughs> like your dates. I don't know. Is that a deal breaker for you? Yeah, I don't know. My my only question, like my... What I why I wonder why Doctor Sweet in human form can get so close to Vanessa, but Doctor Sweet in Dracula form can't. Yeah, people were again commenting about this. Uh, why she can't sense his um, evil? Yeah, why she can't sense his evil? But like, what's the point of Doctor Sweet being in human form and can still get emotionally oh. attached to Vanessa and get so close in human form? 
But in Dracula form, he can't. Not for, like, his bigger picture. Maybe if he lures her into a certain place, like his lair or something, I don't know, where then his powers can be both or something? I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, but. Yeah. Maybe he has, I think he has a plan. He, has he wants to get plan. helpless yeah, and, like, head over heels, uh, in love with him to do with that, whatever he'll say. Yeah. So I think that takes a little growth in the relationship. So then maybe. Yeah the plan i don't know what his plan is exactly but yeah i mean i understand dr sweet wants to get close to her in personal ways just to so she can open up and just to get that attachment i guess but i I just wonder why he's playing her in two different forms right i don't know it's a good i mean i guess we'll find out yeah i don't know (laughs) all right so does that take us to predictions then And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. A lot of things. A lot of things. Um, But we do see in the preview just pretty much the voice of, I believe, John Clare talking to Vanessa. And maybe we'll get more revealing of their tie-in, their backstory. And I predict, I'll just say this first because I have to get this out there, that... We know John Clare died. How did he die? We don't exactly know. Did Vin- was Vanessa a key component to John Clare's death? Ooh, I like that. I That's like a good that. prediction. That's a good one. <laughs> if they knew each other beforehand. That's a good one. I don't know. I, I there's so many things I think this could take uh, different directions. I I definitely think that John Clare will not be able to resist himself. I think he's going to introduce himself to his family. Mm. Um, so I'm interested to see that response. And then I also think that Ethan and Katney and Sir Malcolm and maybe even Rusk are all going to rendezvous in the next episode. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see what happens there, and I think a lot of our questions will be answered. Yeah, I, I agree with the uh, John Clare going to meet his son and his wife. I think he's going to observe his family for a bit longer and see his son getting sicker and sicker. And right before he thinks his son will pass, I think he's going to come out. I'm not sure how they'll react. I don't know how I would react if my dead husband came back and looking <laughs> like a zombie and was like, love me. I think I'd be a little scared, but I'm excited <laughs> to see how she does. And I think we'll also see Lily and Dorian's mm. army build, and I'm so excited for that. That's, like, my favorite part of the show yeah. right now. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Amazing. You get so excited when it comes to Lily and I Dorian. love Lily. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, <laughs> no, it's favorite. actually very it's fun to watch you get all excited <laughs> about it. Um, I think Dracula's story about his wife is true, and I think Vanessa and um, uh, Sir Malcolm killed his wife. Because they did a lot of vampire slaying in season one. Um, oh. And I think that that's why he is trying to destroy her emotionally and get very close to her and wait until she's as weakest to attack. Um, she's also wanted by the devil and a bunch of other evil things. I think that <laughs> might come into play with him meeting her for, like, a lot of people seem like pawns in very large schemes. I think Vanessa might be a pawn in one of his larger schemes. Um, obviously, we have, um, um, oh my goodness, blinking. Edward is Hecate's, like, uh, potential, like, army slave person to use at uh, her will. So I think that's probably going to come into play next episode. And then I think that uh, Lily and um, Dorian are going to build their army, and it is going to rival the vampire army. They're in the same place. Mm -hmm. They're generally after the same thing. 
So I think that we'll see them come to head, like, in the next two episodes. Well, I'm just thinking, like, the, the whole Dracula story, like, Mina and Dracula. That if Mina was... If they, Maybe you know, go, go off of the literature right, canon yeah. a little bit, Mina was married to Dracula, and we know how Mina died. Yeah. And Vanessa is a part of I think Mina's life. It. Yeah, you cracked it. I <laughs> think that life. she killed them. And, and yeah. it's also going back to the line, because he said, you know, my wife's voice, she, she, it was like little bells. I'm like just thinking, Mina... Mm. Yeah. You make a good point. Ooh, Joe. Mm. <laughs> so, I like this. Well, real quick, we didn't talk about Renfield, but... Renfield's very so creepy. He is creepy. Grabbing that flag. Oh my god, when he's writing Vanessa. Vanessa. Like a little crush, but like a really creepy crush that you don't want to have and you should call the police. Yeah, he's getting progressively worse, yeah. but more like the Renfield character in the story. Like eating bugs. That's what <laughs> Renfield so did. He creepy. ate bugs and spiders. He was Dracula's lackey. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> but, we had to talk about it, but um, there it is. More, more. I think there was a good twist. A lot of good visual elements in this episode. Real fun to talk about. Really great. So thanks everyone for tuning in. In the meantime, where can everyone keep following you? Uh, you guys find me at Black Girl Nerds and everywhere at Joel Monique. Hey guys, uh, you can follow me at Renee Ariel on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, Angela Struck, at the Angela Struck on Twitter and Angela Struck on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Keep rating, keep commenting, keep subscribing we and downloading. Yeah. We read the everyone's we do. predictions in YouTube and and all the comments and whatnot and in the live chat. You guys are fantastic. We love it. Keep it up. Such a great season. Uh, I mean, this is episode three, and there's so much more to talk about. So many more stories to get revealed to us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.